there are three powerful pieces that you can begin to use today that will change the environment. And for today's purposes, I'm calling them the three Ps. One of the most challenging parts of my job as a leader is dealing with unhappy or even angry people. When you work in public education, there are a lot of people who come at you from every direction, angry about who knows what. It seems there's an unending line of people lined up to unload their frustrations on you, from the teacher who is unhappy about how you disciplined the disruptive student, to the parent who is also unhappy about that same said discipline, or the grandparent who didn't like the traffic flow in the after-school pickup line yesterday, or the athletic spectator who was unsatisfied with a call made at last night's game, or, I mean, you get the idea. <laughs> there were many days that I went home from school emotionally exhausted. Telling myself that it wasn't my job to solve everyone's problems did not lessen the burden that the negative emotional energy brought with every conflict. This part of the job reminded me of my days as a telephone solicitor where people would unload their frustrations on me about interrupting them. The only difference is they would quickly hang up. And as the principal of the school, I had to navigate these frustrations, work to help the angry person feel heard, and then in some way build trust that their concerns would be addressed. The best customer service representatives are well-skilled at de-escalation. They just know how to listen. They connect with their customer and they offer a next step that allows the disgruntled customer to move forward. Your job as the principal includes customer service responsibilities. It has come up over and over again. Creating a positive learning culture is one of your primary focuses. We have talked about that so much that I think we need to break it down a bit further. A positive learning culture is established when there's a high level of trust when people feel valued, and when they understand the mission of the organization. Relationship building is the skill at the center of these elements of building a positive learning culture. People, the teachers, the students, the parents, they need to know you care about them as individuals, that you are committed to the mission, educating students in a positive and respectful manner. This is particularly hard message to send when you're getting yelled at or when a student is having an outburst. At IEE, we embed the tenets of adaptive schools and cognitive coaching into our work. Adaptive schools and cognitive coaching are two models of interacting with others that demonstrate honor and respect for others with whom we interact. The principles of these models focus on creating positive psychological safety so that people can bring their best selves to their work. We use the teaching of adaptive schools to create professional learning experiences for adults that are safe and fun and lead to sustainable change. And we use the principles of cognitive coaching with individual school leaders and teachers to mediate thinking. The coaching model helps people feel heard, reflect on their experiences, and ultimately chart their own way forward in a positive and productive manner. Much of the work of adaptive schools and cognitive coaching can be applied in any environment. There are three powerful pieces that you can begin to use today that will change the environment and they'll change all of your conversations. You will have a positive and de-escalating effect when you are working with those who are angry around you. And for today's purposes, I'm calling them the three Ps. Pause, 
paraphrase, and pose a question are the three P's that will change everything when it comes to your communication. Here's why. These three P's enacted together make a person feel heard. When we are in a conversation with one person who is emotionally riled, we tend to want to be the fixer. We jump to the solution and we're surprised when they remain angry. The key to using the three P's effectively is shifting your internal dialogue off and becoming a listener. Your only purpose in these scenarios is to listen effectively rather than to offer solutions that may or may not address the person's concern. And here's how this works. Let's start with pause. According to Art Costa and Bob Garbston in their book, Cognitive Coaching, pausing is a sign of respect. Honoring the speaker's processing time while providing time for reflection, allowing for higher levels of thinking. Think of the last time you were engaged in a heated conversation. Did it become a tennis match, sending verbal statements back and forth without any breaks to actually think through what was being said? The pause disrupts the tennis match and allows both parties to think. In your next heated conversation, pause, 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 and be ready. Our culture often views silence as awkward. Once you practice, you'll get used to it and appreciate the quiet, as will those around you. Once you've taken a breath in the form of pausing, it's time to paraphrase. Paraphrasing is a game changer when it comes to de-escalating a situation. When done correctly, the other person feels heard, respected, and honored. Well-crafted paraphrase reflect the speaker's message back to them, allowing them to confirm or deny that their message was received as intended. It is important to remember that the paraphrase is about the speaker and the message they are communicating. Get the I out of the message. Costa and Garmston recommend sentence stems like, you feel strongly that, or it's important to you that, or you are thinking. These sentence stems paired with a summary of what you heard the speaker said clarifies the communication. Once you paraphrase, the speaker will confirm that you are right, or they will correct you, in which case you paraphrase again. Paraphrasing is all about you listening to the message and reflecting it back to the speaker for clarity purposes. Paraphrasing requires you to listen deeply for content and for intent, and then shape the statements back to the speaker. This will take some practice, but once you get started, you will see how quickly people respond positively to you. The next step is to pose a question. Now, this isn't any old question. You need to pose a mediative question. If you say, so you are angry, that may be a good paraphrase, but it's not a mediative question. Mediative questions help the speaker and the listener explore the speaker's thinking. It asks a question that allows the speaker to reflect on the desired next steps of the outcome. In the simplest form, a mediative question invites the speaker to shift their thinking to the next level cognitively. What might be some next steps that would help alleviate your frustrations? How might I support you as you? These are examples of mediative questions. Now, there are a lot of elements that go into crafting questions like this. Even though you don't have the technical details here, you can get started practicing posing questions that mediate thinking. It sounds too good to be true. Three simple steps really can shift communication quickly. And I'm not saying you should only use these strategies in challenging situations. You should absolutely use them all the time.
It will improve your relationships because you will be having strong, respectful conversations. The point here is that if you practice pausing, paraphrasing, and posing questions when things are calm, it will be a whole lot easier to grab them from your tool bag when things get tense, and we know they will. The next time you see a parent in the lobby waiting to talk to you, write the three Ps on a paper and leave it on your desk. When you invite them in, glance at that cheat sheet and remember to pause, paraphrase, and pose questions. Join us for our next episode of The Principalship, The Worst Job I Ever Loved.